Welcome to the Gunning Truth with Ronnie in association with the Arsenal Cape Town Official Supporters Club, a podcast that dissects all things Arsenal. Controlling Gunners are back. Arsenal controlled the game from start to finish against the mighty Leicester City. Uh, obviously, Leicester City not having a great season, and uh, the news prior to the start of the game was that uh, James Madison wasn't going to be fit, and he makes a huge difference to their team. However, Arsenal came with a plan, they came with a quick start, and unfortunately, there were certain instances in the game that went away from Arsenal despite the fact that we dominated and controlled the game and to only win 1-0 I thought was uh, completely sad against the Arsenal but uh, the VAR issues now uh, if you look at it uh, the the foul from Ben White prior to the fantastic strike from Leandro Trossard it's uh, quite disappointing because little things are coming up in our games now I actually want to try to be a devil's advocate and say if you watch other league games there's things happening all the time however I'm sure there was somebody somewhere this season that where there was a player that held a goalkeeper's hand and the goalkeeper couldn't even punch the ball whereas in this case an embarrassing punch from the Leicester City goalkeeper led to I think the ball went to one of our players who then passed to Trossard and Trossard scored a magnificent goal and once again so unfortunate for a player that's really showing a lot of passion a lot of trickery with uh, being able to play with both feet and not being given the goal very disappointing but we move that was the case and then there was not too long later a Saka penalty that was turned down where uh, Saka was rugby tackled uh, in fact it was a MMA style uh, pull down and uh, very disappointing once again the refereeing and it's difficult you know you want to play devil's advocate on a platform where you want to kind of create even though it's a biased Arsenal podcast you want to be in a situation you don't want to we off clear in the league so we are top of the log so you don't want to go and look at small things but what happens if we lose the league by one point or what happens if uh the game the points are tied and Arsenal lose on goal difference now okay goal difference is more our fault but when you look back at certain games that was quite close this is going to be a difficult road ahead in the sense that Manchester City is not going to give up in fact they their form has started to pick up with regards to how they control games and they are creating a lot of chances they're not putting all of them away and obviously when they do I don't want it to be in a situation where they're going to be beating teams 4-5-6-0 heading into the final stretch while Arsenal maybe has whether we draw games or win games and struggle to uh, score the amount of goals that we need to be able to be in a good goal difference situation in comparison to City so we don't want that to take place and these are all things that will come up later on if it is that Arsenal dropped a couple of games there are tough away games to go and you don't want to be in a situation where we are going to go back 
to previous games where we look at these small things that creeps up. Uh, obviously, the Brentford game, a terrible VAR decision, and uh, I don't know what happened in the upcoming game that I'm going to be discussing, the fantastic win against Everton, because it was I was so shocked for us to be given that goal, but I will discuss that soon. Uh, however, it still kind of falls in with the VAR decisions that I am discussing. So, it's an Arsenal podcast, so I have to obviously discuss all the decisions that's gone against us this season. So we're at Man United, where we are dominating the game. The same Man United that won a tin pot trophy. And uh, we actually won the FA Cup a couple of seasons ago. And it was, we were apparently over-celebrating. Uh, and look how they went on with their League Cup, which is seen as the lesser of the uh, domestic trophies. But anyway, that is their story. It's not our story. They will uh, get their wits this in their running. But I think they will uh, start dropping points soon because it's simply too much games and they only have certain players that are their key players. But uh, yeah, the most important thing is that uh, Arsenal keeps on winning at the end of the day. So whatever I say in any of these podcasts, whether I'm moaning, whether I'm praising the team, the reality is we are now five points clear as I'm doing this podcast, heading into a relatively easy-looking fixture against Bournemouth at home, when Manchester City has, I would say, out-of-form Newcastle United. So, being five points clear, Man City playing Newcastle at the Etihad, uh, anything can happen in that game. Maybe Newcastle, with the fact that they now lost the Tin Cup, uh, the Tin Pot Cup, I call it. Uh, to Man United, maybe they can start focusing on that top four battle again uh, because they are out of the cup and they're not in Europe. So they can now start focusing on that and hopefully uh, uh, do the same that they did against us where they frustrated us and hopefully it can be a nil-nil, which I doubt. I think City's going to win comfortably. But there is hope and the reality is because City are so strong and unfortunately we just lost to them a couple of days ago, uh, we have to kind of minus the fact that we are doing well and we're doing our job it would be nice to you know uh, for them to continue dropping points so all in all very good win against Leicester I know I'm now discussing and going into one of my tangents again when it comes to the VAR but the reason why I'm bringing that up is it could be close for the league title a first league title in decades and these things are going to matter unless Arsenal obviously keep on winning and end up winning the league comfortably, which is also a possibility. But I feel it's going to go down to the wire. Uh, but that's how it goes at the end of the day. Arsenal's team, uh, for the first time, Arsenal had a changed front three. Uh, fr uh, or let me rather say a changed number nine because uh, uh, there has been uh, instances of changes on the left wing. Obviously, Saka always starts. Uh, in goal, we had Ramsdale, right back Ben White, Benny Blanco, as I like to call him, Salabad right back, left centre back, sorry, right centre back, Salabad, left centre back, Gabriel Zinchenko, captaining the team because of the anniversary of the unfortunate war that's going on in Ukraine. And then obviously in midfield, we continued with Jorginho, uh, even though Thomas Partey was fit enough for the bench. Xhaka left eight, right eight, Odegaard not captain on the day because of the Zinchenko captaincy. An awesome idea. Right wing Saka through the middle. Trossard, Leandro Trossard. And we 
was hoping that uh, if it is whether Nketiah is rested, whether Nketiah had a knock. It's been said, well, three things came up uh, with regards to the rumor mill. Uh, he was dropped, he had a bit of a knock, or he's rested. The reality is he was on the bench. So all of those factors could be true. And then left wing Martinelli and a phenomenal display. I thought the way they were able to intertwine with each other especially Martinelli, sometimes pushing uh, towards the centre, which he eventually would end up doing really well in the upcoming game that I will be discussing against Everton. Everton. And uh, then obviously Trossard creating space. And sometimes when there is um, 2v1 situations with the right back, yeah, the right back of, yeah, the right back of uh, Leicester City, can't remember who it was must it must have been I think it might have been Pereira now can't remember who the right back was but uh, there was instances where due to the fact that they inter interchanging the whole time and the the right center back and the right back didn't know what to do in terms of marking them and then you also had Odegaard all over the place you had Xhaka all over the place and sometimes you even had Xhaka and Zinchenko pushing quite high with Jorginho staying back and Odegaard staying a little bit back so quite a lot of volume on Arsenal's left side especially with Xhaka pushing there as well as and when Xhaka goes left back so it's a whole confusing thing but it's actually confusing the opposition so you've got Xhaka then pushing back to left back with Jorginho covering the center spaces this is when we have the ball then you suddenly see Zinchenko on the left wing and you've got both Martinelli or Martinelli pushing to the 10 and Trossard pushing up front to the number nine so interchangeable that is the key thing if you watch the game uh, or analyze the game again a deep dive as I like to call it so it's exciting to see and uh, obviously these traits were also in the Everton game which I will discuss shortly but I thought Arsenal were very unlucky only to win 1-0 uh, you could possibly if you look at it especially with the way Everton started you could look at it that uh, maybe it was supposed to be 4-0 against Leicester and 1-2-0 or against Everton because Everton did defend well in the first 30 minutes, despite maybe being a little bit negative. So uh, I'm happy with that. And once again, a clean sheet. Uh, Ramsdale starting to, to push up towards Nick Pope, who I think has 12 clean sheets and Ramsdale after... Wednesday's game has 11 so we're going to going for the golden gloves as well we won't be anywhere near the golden boot so uh, another clean sheet for Arsenal so since looking a little bit ragged against Aston Villa obviously conceding three against City and then two in the first half against Aston Villa we haven't conceded in that second half against Aston Villa controlling the second half even though there was no midfield because Emery when he attacks he doesn't have midfielders he has defenders and forwards uh, and so no goals conceded in that second half and then no goals conceded in the 90 at uh, Leicester and no goals conceded at the Emirates against Everton. So that's what we want to see. We want to see goals and we want to see clean sheets and hopefully another clean sheet against Bournemouth, a team that we also controlled the entire game as well as winning 3-0. So I think we're on the right track here, people. Five points clear, fantastic win against Leicester. And shortly we have Europa League games. We've got Sporting Lisbon, and they are called Sporting CP nowadays, or Sporting Portugal, Sporting Club Portugal. So we are playing them away from home next Thursday, so a week from today. 
and then uh, there's also talk of or pictures circulating of Jesus starting to train on his own so he might be fit within the next two weeks hopefully uh, to start the home game in the second leg on uh, so two weeks from today I'm predicting that Gabriel Jesus will start for Arsenal he might play an under 21 game uh, the weekend before if there are any games normally they have a Monday game the under 21s in the Premier League 2 and I think there's soon a Premier League International Cup game against Brentford so he could possibly play that game if it is uh, happening soon or just before uh, the 16th of March 14 days from today could be Gabriel Jesus's return I cannot wait and then next up I'll discuss the Everton thrashing up the Arsenal a unchanged Arsenal thrash Everton at the Emirates Stadium Wednesday night football and after a disastrous display on Sean Dyche's debut as Everton manager where a couple of weeks ago we lost to Everton in a very poor performance a game where our midfielders was bullied a little bit obviously you can to some extent say that Arsenal were overrun for the first time so you've got the situation where the Everton midfield worked extremely hard and they came with a plan and obviously from a set piece scored the goal that game well, we did already talk about that in previous podcasts I'm not gonna keep going there but you can say that revenge was truly served dry for the Evertonians they came to once again frustrate uh, to some extent waste time as so many teams have done even Man City despite the fact that they ended up beating us so all these teams comes and wastes time and they put uh, huge blocks of players so this time every single Everton player was uh, behind the ball however Arsenal were sloppy and that created some opportunities uh, there were some strange stats where Arsenal didn't have a single shot on goal much less, much less on target when Everton already had three opportunities I wouldn't say threatening opportunities at first but they had opportunities and they started to grow into the game between minutes 25 and 40 however Arsenal unchanged Arsenal the entire is it how many play, players do they have on the bench now is it 23 in total 11 and 12 now it's 11 and 9 so 20 players in total and the entire 20 was exactly the same Arsenal starting lineup exactly the same 4-3-3 as per usual uh, obviously we had uh, Trossard playing through the middle however mostly in this game he ended up drifting to the left and uh, Martinelli picking up spaces in pockets at uh, in between the two centre-backs of uh, Everton Tarkovsky and who was the other one Connor Cody was on the bench this time around Mykolenko was at left back Coleman at right back and then it was Tarkovsky and I can't remember the other player now it was oh, uh, Keane Keane also former Burnley player so two lumps at the back and Arsenal were able to eventually get through a fantastic goal after I think it was Tarkovsky switched off and uh, on his right foot near post goal from uh, Bokea Saka to make it 1-0 and then not too long or let's say just before the halftime whistle blew uh, and this is where the shock came in they drew the lines VAR remembered to draw the lines even though on our international feed they didn't show the lines for some reason so I thought they might not end up giving the goal 
but uh, after seeing the slow motion replay I thought Martinelli was onside so I immediately knew that that's going to be a goal and it ended up being so so uh, uh, Ghana Gay uh, obviously daddling with the ball and or dilly dallying with the ball not daddling dilly dallying with the ball and uh, Bukayo Saka getting the ball off him and then passing to Martinelli who was onside just and a fantastic finish 2-0 to Arsenal at half time despite a 30 minute struggle it was probably a little bit of nerves a little bit of frustration and obviously the frustration coming from us wanting to up the tempo at times and all these Evertonian players a whole lot of them are uh, huge guys they're huge physical guys typical Burnley type and uh, there just wasn't space for our little players with our intricate passes even though we tried however whatever was said at half time remember it's the same Everton players and when they did switch off we took our opportunities so they switched off twice and we took two opportunities despite the difficult first half to we to get 2-0 at half time and at that stage obviously five points clear having finally played our game in hand but that was only half time second half Arsenal were sublime uh, Everton they started to lose the confidence and that is basically what happens when a team is in the relegation zone when they haven't won many games and even though Everton did beat us a couple of weeks ago because of those two goals it psychologically changed everything and Arsenal were able to create a whole host of opportunities and bring on some players that we haven't seen in a while Vieira, ESR and Ketia came on so rather than bringing on holding and these guys to see out the game we actually went for the kill and we should have won 6-0 in my opinion there was a couple of chances for Nketiah, Vieira and ESR to get on the score sheet uh, Arsenal obviously, or Arteta I should say brought on uh, for Jorginho, he brought on Thomas Partey and there was a huge improvement now there's no criticism to Jorginho who was I read that he was actually not feeling 100% maybe a little stomach bug or a little bit of flu but um, he was superb uh, Jorginho and, has been, and he has been superb but just a different role that Thomas Partey has he's called the octopus for a reason he's all over the place and the way we control the game in a different manner and that's what led to opportunities for goal and then the third goal, a fantastic goal from our captain Udegaard, ninth goal of the season for him in the Premier League, to go with his five assists, so that's 14 goal contributions for our right eight. Uh, Saka obviously has 10 Premier League goals now, and Martinelli after scoring a good tap-in for the fourth, has 11 league goals. So Martinelli, 11 league goals, Saka, 10 league goals, and nine league goals for Udegaard. So the goals are shared quite nicely. Uh, what does that make it 11 10 21 and 9 30 so 30 league goals for our right winger left winger and right 8 slash 10 fantastic stuff and Ketia has got a couple of goals I, will, I think between him and Jesus it's probably 10 or 11 league goals and then you're getting obviously one or two from Thomas Partey and Xhaka so there is literally nothing negative to talk about there's literally nothing Jesus is on his way back. I assume he'll be back mid-month, 16th. Sporting, possibly on the bench or possibly starting in the sporting game. And then being on the bench for Crystal Palace at the Emirates Stadium before the international break. So it's vital, vital Arsenal are smart when it comes to energy. So when I say energy, we need to obviously have a 
quick start again on Saturday against Bournemouth. And obviously we have Sporting, a key game. It's an away game in Portugal. So obviously we will be making a lot of changes and there won't be rhythm at first. So how quick we find the rhythm will obviously depend on uh, the ability of the likes of Holding and hopefully Kivio gets to have his debut. I don't know if it would maybe be a good thing to have his debut on Saturday at the Emirates if we have a good enough lead. I don't know I don't know if Arteta would want to make a centre-back substitution, but maybe with 10 minutes to go if we are leading by maybe three goals, just so that he can have his debut and then not go into the Sporting Lisbon game, a game where it's going to be high pressure because uh, the European teams tend to really take all the European competition seriously when the English uh, fans... Uh, more fans and pundits are quite arrogant when it comes to European competition or at the very least the Europa League and the Conference League so while everybody else is arrogant we need to not be arrogant we need to remain humble and the players and it will be a change team needs to step up because they need to push the league starters so uh, players like uh, in goal will be Turner Turner hasn't played since the Manchester City game and he did a he had a good game in that game. Uh, at right back you will very likely have Tomiyasu. At right centre back holding and then hopefully Kivio will have his debut. Uh, I don't know if uh, Arteta is going to change both his centre backs. I feel they need to not only rest but we need to actually challenge Kivio and holding. And hopefully they are obviously training uh, when they play the small sided games. They training as centre back pairings all the time. So uh, obviously Kivio needs to be at the hip of holding. And then left back Tierney. Only concern, it's not a concern. It's just that he, he really doesn't do the coming into midfield role well. Uh, which doesn't make sense because when he plays as a left centre-back in a back three for Scotland, he is the one centre-back that actually goes into midfield while the left winger, which is normally Robertson, pushes up. So he has played that role. He just doesn't look comfortable when he plays for Arsenal in that role for some reason because it is different. It's not going to be the same as Scotland. And then in midfield, we will very likely have Jorginho because I'm assuming Thomas Partey will start this Saturday and then the next Saturday against Fulham. That will be a huge game. So that also comes into account. You have to take that into account when you uh, start to analyse the teams that we're going to play. So it's Bournemouth this Saturday, next Thursday, Sporting away. It's going to be tough because their fans will be up for it. Uh, they did play in the Champions League, uh, even though they, they lost to Spurs. I think they lost to Spurs. I know they beat Spurs uh, in Portugal. I can't remember if they... I think they lost to to Spurs at uh, White Hart Lane. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. And then they lost their best player, Porto, to Tottenham. So they won't be as strong, but they still have the former Spurs player, Edwards, up front. So he's nippy. And then they've got other players as well. That's quite good. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Arsenal uses the squad. It's, it was exciting to see. Obviously, we, we build a little bit of innings on... Wednesday evening when we beat Everton to be able to bring these players on when the game's nature has changed. Arsenal were 2-0 up, if not 3-0 when we made the majority of the changes. I can't quite remember if it was 2 or 3-0. I think it was 3-0. And Vieira looked good when he came on and Smith-Rowe looked good when they came on. So they will all be starting. 
Uh, just so going back to the starting lineup for the sporting game. So in goal, Turner, right back, Tomiyasu, right center back, Holding, left center back, Kivio, left back, Tierney, Holding midfielder, Jorginho, right eight will be Vieira. And then we got a bit of a issue because I don't know if we're going to have Jorginho, Vieira and Emil Smith-Rowe as a midfield three because then we could play Nketiah, Trossard and uh, Bukay, not Bukayo Saka, I'm not going to play Saka, uh, Reese Nelson. So we've got Reese Nelson as well. So it could be that uh, Xhaka or Partey might start that uh, on Thursday which I don't really want because El Nenny's injured and we don't really have another left eight and I was hoping we could obviously get uh, Smith Rowe into that left eight position so I would rather do it this way uh, have Thomas Partey on the bench Xhaka on the bench start with Jorginho and have Vieira and Smith Rowe it will be a small-ish midfield three but I think in Europe you can get away with that. And then obviously Nelson on the right, Trossard on the left, and Ketia through the middle. Jesus won't be back yet, but we could possibly have Saka, Martinelli, Thomas Partey, and Xhaka all on the bench. And very likely we'll need a midfielder in the second half. So it's going to be interesting to see how Arsenal go about it. Uh, if you look at it, you can't really make too much changes, change the spine too much. But then again, you kind of have to balance things because the Fulham away game on the Sunday afternoon is going to be tough. So let's get the three points on Saturday against Bournemouth. The team I would choose for Bournemouth. Uh, Ingle Ramsdale, White at right centre-back, sorry, right back, right centre-back, Salabar, Gabriel left centre-back, Shinchenko left back, and then obviously midfield three of Thomas Partey, and uh, right eight obviously Odegaard captain left eight Xhaka and then the front three I would then keep the same as the front three for the last two games so I would have Trossard through the middle Martinelli left wing Saka right wing and then look to take Trossard off uh, around about 60 minutes if that's possible and let Nketiah then play so a lot of permutations we need to be smart because the Europa League are or is back and it's not easy games it's not the hardest game that we could have had but uh, I'm confident that we can uh, get a narrow win in Portugal get a comfortable win on Saturday and then the big game Fulham away I promise you that is going to be a very difficult game up the Arsenal <laughs> Just a short wrap-up of our Arsenal ladies, as well as the under-18s and under-21s. Just some short snippets. No logs this week because we haven't been doing well. And I don't like to look at the log when we don't do well. The ladies lose again against Chelsea. The umpteenth time Arsenal lose a FA Cup game against Chelsea. And for the umpteenth time we lose at Kings Meadow. We had a surprising 5-0 win two seasons ago. Very surprising. However, we've struggled with uh, the last three managers struggled to win there. And uh, yeah, we're having a little bit of difficulty with Chelsea, it seems like. So yeah, we, the ladies lose against Chelsea once more. So out of the FA Cup, we are still in the Champions League. And we are struggling a little bit for goals now as well. So we lost 2-0 to Chelsea and we barely laid a hand on them. 
uh, despite dominating the game but nothing nothing up front uh, we're actually having a real big problem especially in the big games against better teams so we are struggling to create uh, serious goal scoring opportunities uh, however we did have a lot of ball but unfortunately and it seems like we are our defense which actually we had a we had a very good defense we've got Leo Valti our uh, central defensive midfielder and we've got both our starting center backs however it seems like we are losing control in certain aspects of the game and still conceding lost to Man City in the league uh, not too long ago before the women's international break and now we're losing to Chelsea so we've drawn with Chelsea at home lost to Man United ladies at home uh, drew no no draws lost to Chelsea and lost to Man City ladies so the only big game win that we have is to when we won in the League Cup semi-final against Manchester City in a game where it took us despite dominating extra time so uh, talking about the Conti Cup which is the League Cup for the ladies Selhurst Park this coming Sunday it is the final so the first trophy is up for grabs same like um, Man United uh, won the Men's League Cup uh, last week uh, Arsenal will be playing you guessed it Chelsea in the final the game will be played at Crystal Palace's Selhurst Park uh, that will be this Sunday afternoon the game is on the FA player I don't think it's going to be on South African TV so uh, the FA player if you google it and you get the app then you can just register for free and the game is there it's very likely going to be around about four o'clock South African time this coming Sunday Chelsea Arsenal the League Cup final so that's going to be an interesting game Arsenal continue continue to struggle against Chelsea but I'm actually gonna go for Arsenal winning this one and it will kind of be a bit of a shock so a shock 2-1 win after extra time in my uh, not so honest opinion uh, yeah I don't know if I really believe that but uh, it's, it's more to do with you can't keep on losing to the same team uh, despite the men's continuing to lose to Man City but uh, that's neither here nor there the Arsenal under 18s are through to the FA Cup semi-finals and they will play either Manchester City once again the Manchester team comes to either our youth women's or men's teams to come and mess things up so Man City or Oxford at the Emirates so it's a home game in the semi-final Arsenal have been excellent under Jack Wilshere remember I said many times before Jack Wilshere won the FA Youth Cup with Arsenal I can remember it was at Anfield against a very good Liverpool team still remember watching that game so this game must be played before the 8th of April for some reason I read this somewhere it just said there it must be played before the 8th of April I'm assuming the final would then be end of April early May uh, uh, I don't know where it would be so Arsenal under 18 through to the FA Cup semi-finals the FA Youth Cup a very prestigious tournament uh, a lot of the stars of yesteryear and now won this cup so hopefully Arsenal can do well Man City is a very good team under 18s they play on the north section Arsenal play in the south section and Man City are top whereas Arsenal are ninth or 10th they're actually struggling in the in the league phase of the under 18s and then once again one of these big teams comes to haunt us Arsenal under 21s lose to Chelsea in a game where Kivio and Emil Smith-Rowe played 45 minutes so it was good to see a composed performance from Kivio 
and Smithrow had two chances in the first 10 minutes to score. I actually watched the game on the Chelsea YouTube channel. Well, watched some of it. Uh, Arsenal under 21, they do play Brentford away in the Premier League Cup quarterfinals. And that is, if the game, I didn't check the date, I don't think the date has been announced, but if it is a couple of days before Arsenal are at home to Sporting, I am actually thinking that might be Gabriel Jesus' return to play for the under-21s for about 45 minutes. The same way Kivior and Emile Smith-Rowe did for Arsenal against Chelsea. Arsenal also dominated that game for about 60 minutes and then started being sloppy and ended up losing with a late 85th minute goal. So Arsenal's uh, losing streak continues against the teams that is in and around them in the under-21 Premier League Cup. We call it the Premier League 2. So under-18s and under twenty one struggling in their leagues. Under-18s in the FA Cup or FA Youth Cup semi-final and the under-21s in the Premier League. They call it the Premier League Cup semi-finals. It's basically like a cup competition for them. That's not a FA Cup or a League Cup. They just call it the Premier League Cup. So Arsenal are in the semis. Uh, sorry, that's the quarterfinals, and they are away to Brentford in a game where I'm hoping we will see the return of Jesus. Uh, so, mixed for the other clubs or the other parts of the whole Arsenal sphere. Obviously, the main team are top and in the next round of the Europa League. So, good things to look forward to. And just another note Arsenal are playing Bayern Munich later this month. Uh, away first at uh, and it will very likely be at the Allianz Arena so that is a quarterfinal first leg for the Women's Champions League so Arsenal are playing Bayern Munich and the second leg will be at the Emirates Stadium so there are things to look forward to the women they are struggling for goals they've got a very good team quite expensive assembled team and Chelsea are currently and Man United ladies are currently on top of the Women's Super League disappointingly so but we move on. Up the Arsenal.